Yeah, if you would, if you're sitting, could you just stand here wherever you are in your homes and just take a moment, let's come into agreement with the victory of the cross. Lord Jesus, we thank you that you defeated the powers of darkness and death on the work of the cross. We're here to agree with you. You are the victorious one. You are the king above all kings. You are our Lord, our God, our Savior. And Father, I just want to come into agreement with your word and pray over our people and all those that are watching that the eyes of their hearts may be enlightened so that they may know what is the hope of his calling and what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance toward the saints. And what is the surpassing, this is so great, what is the surpassing greatness of his power toward us who believe? These are in accordance with the working of the strength of your might, which you brought about in Christ Jesus when you raised him from the dead and seated him at your right hand in the heavenly places far above. Everybody say far above. All rule and authority and power and dominion and every name that is named. I just... Um, I want to take a moment, I'm kind of in this place where I feel like this heart of God, intercession, and I've been sitting here worshiping towards this map. And uh, so many people like are being affected by a virus that began in China, and many people, instead of speaking blessing over China, they're speaking something negative. And I just want to come to agreement right now yeah. to speak the blessing of the Father over China. Every person is created in the image of God. Yeah. Not one person on this planet deserves to be cursed or spoken ill of. And so if we can, can we just like extend our hands towards China right here? And Father, we stand in agreement with the work of the cross over China right now. The blessing of the Lord. You not, may, may not be able to see this on the screen, but Wuhan is one of the larger cities. Right here is where this virus started. And we just want to cancel every attempt of the enemy to steal from that city and the people of that city and the people of that province and the people of this nation. We decree the goodness of God over this nation right now. We bless Chinese all over this planet with the love of the Father. We cancel every word that's spoken negative towards them right now with the word of blessing. I also really feel strong about praying for Italy right now. Can we just come into agreement yes. with the blessing of the Lord on Italy? We stand on the work of the cross. We cancel the assignment of death over Italy right now, the assignment of this disease. We speak the healing grace of Jesus Christ over Italy right now in the powerful name of the Lord, our Savior, and all of Europe right now. Let's just agree. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Yeah. Yeah, thank you, Lord. Thank you for the victory of the cross. Amen. Why don't you go ahead and relax for a minute? I hope there's not any glitches. I know a lot of churches are online right now. And uh, I'm just going to get set up here just for a minute here. You can take a relaxing moment. This isn't something that, uh, actually, I think this is the first time I've actually preached a sermon online. I've done some speaking online, but not actually share a message. So... Great peace over my heart. Tanner, my sons are here. Thank the worship team. Just go ahead. Bless them. <laughs> Thank yourselves. Thank yourselves. <laughs> we're in this room. There's no nine, There's only nine of us, so we're under the president's guidelines and uh, trying to do our best not to spread anything. 
so thankful for God's favor over Alaska, and we're going to pray over Alaska here towards the end. Um, good to see you, or at least good to be seen by you. Uh, again, I just declare the goodness of the Lord over you. Wow, what a what a couple weeks! What a couple weeks we've had. I know some of you are students, and maybe at first you said, "Yay, no school." Now you're kind of like, "Oh my!" Six weeks of like. Hatcher Pass is closed, restaurants are closed, um, bowling alley is closed, school is closed, sporting, sporting events are closed. Man, this is a disruptive time for all of us, and we're all trying to, trying to gather ourselves and have the right perspective and, and trust in the Lord. Traveling is greatly inhibited right now. Some of us had to cancel trips. Um, that we had planned, we're hoping to go on. I know for seniors in high school and college, there's disappointment and knowing, I mean, are we even going to have a graduation celebration? There's just a lot of stuff going on out there. And uh, we just are kind of coming to grips with our whole life being turned upside down. And it's just, it can be hard. Uh, the whole time our, our economy seems to be sinking. And, and all the while in Alaska, for us so far, it's kind of mostly lurking in the background, this, this pandemic virus called coronavirus or COVID-19. And so the world is being shaken, right? And people are afraid and uh, people are anxious. And what happened to our toilet paper anyway? Somebody please <laughs> explain this one to me. <laughs> I'm still trying to figure it out. Why did people take all the toilet paper? Anyway, whatever. <laughs> People are irrationally afraid. That's the truth of it. And uh, I just want to—I just want to declare the scriptures over your house, over your heart. Um, actually, um, over this valley, over Northgate. And if you're not from Northgate, we welcome you. We're glad you're joining with us. Consider yourselves family, because that's who we are. We're just family, family with God. So welcome. Glad you could be part of this. I want to declare Isaiah 41.10 over our hearts before I share anything else from the word. Um, the prophet declared, do not fear, for I am with you. Do not anxiously look about you, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Surely I will help you. And surely... I will uphold you with my righteous, which is his strong hand. Most of us are right-handed. Our righteous right hand. And what I just want to declare over you right now, every person, whether you're a young person, whether you're not a young person, whether you're in a family household right now or by yourself, I just declare the love of God over you. He loves you. He cares about you. He says he'll never leave you. He'll never forsake you. And I just want to... Just declare that foundationally before we talk about anything else this morning. Just that the love of God would invade your heart right now and just be a sense of, ah, I'm safe with God. I just want to talk a little bit about the response of the church because I believe the church is called to be the light of the world and I think we're supposed to be dispensers of hope into a hopeless situation. And we serve a God where there is no hopeless situation, right? Um, he's the God of the impossible. He's the God of hope. That's one of his names. The God of hope. Fill you with all joy and peace and believing. And so 
we are the believers, right? We're the believers in God. We're the believers in his strength. We're the believers in his love. And and I just love this quote by A.W. Tozer because for me, it's like a commission of the Lord right now. A frightened world needs a fearless church. Yeah, that's good. A.W. Tozer, a frightened world needs a fearless church. Got a chance to listen to Bill Johnson a little bit from last week's message, and he makes this statement about the church, like how we need to step into alignment with the perspective of God right now and, and his wisdom and his idea, not the ideas of the world. And we've got so much coming at us from so many directions. And he said, you need to decide who's shaping your thinking right now. Is it going to be the earthly noise or is it going to be the heavenly words of wisdom and understanding? And he makes this statement that, like, it grips me because I know that I'm like media, you know, is telling me what I'm supposed to be thinking and everything. Bill Johnson says, if you have more input from the media than the word of God, your depression is your responsibility. Now, he said that I didn't, but I agree. The, the truth is, like, if we're going to, like, focus on the media, we're going to get a whole bunch of junk coming at us. But the Word of God actually is the food that we need to nourish our spirit and our heart and our minds with right now. And that's what we're going to spend a little bit of time this morning doing. This isn't going to be the normal 35-minute message. It's going to be a little bit shorter. But I do want to get in the Word of God, and I want to get into a famous scripture that actually people who go into combat actually use this scripture. Many of them have cards. Our military actually have cards for Psalm 91 on the card. They take it to battle with them. Many of our law enforcement personnel actually have it in their locker, paste it on their locker, Psalm 91, because it's a psalm of secure and safety in God. And so I just want to read from that scripture here quickly. Uh, verses, first, first three verses, if you want to turn to your Bibles. It says, He who dwells in the shelter, one of the verses says secret place, of the Most High will abide in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say to the Lord, my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. This is so good, you guys. This is so good. For it is He who delivers you from the snare of the trapper and from the deadly pestilence, or some of your versions says, from the deadly disease. Well, first, I just I, I want you to notice that this, he's qualifying the people that are stepping into protection. The fruit of dwelling in the secret place, this, the fruit of getting close to God right now is you actually abide. You make your home under the shelter of the Most High God, the Almighty One, the El Shaddai, which means there's no one stronger. Anybody happy about that? No one more powerful than the Almighty One. And we make a declaration in this place, you are my refuge, you are my fortress, and you do I trust. Here's the thing the Lord is doing. He's calling the church into the secret place. And he's saying, make your first priority, your personal relationship with God. He's, he's actually opening doors. This is a huge thing he's doing right now. Uh, I'll talk a little bit more about this, but we get a chance to make our home in the secret place with God, to abide under the shadow of His protection. 
when I was eight years old, my family had just moved to Alaska. My dad, uh, we're from Colorado originally, and my dad was a hunter. And so we moved to Alaska and he took me hunting. Like I said, I was just eight. And he and me and our dog, Minnie, Minnie was a St. Bernard, not Minnie. She wasn't Minnie, but we called her Minnie, just for fun. And, uh, and I remember this, I was eight years old, I remember this night. Of course, we were into the realm of uncertainty. I was on an adventure with my dad, which I just want to say, this is the journey we're on right now. We're in an adventure with our dad. And we're in this realm of uncertainty. We're in Alaska, first time going hunting in Alaska. My dad, he actually had a rifle that was not upgraded yet to the size that you need to shoot moose with. So you need to be a good shot with the 308. And uh, I remember at that night laying in the pickup bed. We had a cab over and we had our sleeping bags in the back of the pickup. And I was on one side of my dad and Minnie was on the other side of my dad. And we're just about that time, you know, both our eyes are closed. We're just about ready to go to sleep. And all of a sudden, woo woo, and a wolf house. I thought it was a wolf. I said, Dad, is that a wolf? He said, yep, sounds like one. And immediately Minnie starts shaking. And Minnie's big enough that if Minnie shakes, the pickup shakes. So we're all like shaking in bed. Like, and my dad just puts his arm over Minnie and just like says, Minnie, it's okay. Calm down. It's all right. You're okay. It's all right. Calm down. It's okay. And you could feel the pickups get still again. And just about when we were asleep, again, the howl of the wolf. And immediately the pickups start shaking. <laughs> and I'm going, you know, oh no. And Minnie, Dad says, no, Minnie, Minnie, you're okay. You're all right. In the meantime, I'm like, I'm kind of snuggling closer to Dad, you know, my sleeping bag. <laughs> I get on this side, like I'm right next to Dad. Like I'm getting close right here. And I know he's got the gun close to him. So I'm feeling pretty secure because he's got the gun. He's at peace. I'm okay. And this is really what it means to abide in the shelter, the shadow of the Almighty. It means that this is a season where we get to snuggle up with Abba Daddy, our Father. Get really close to where our hearts are calm. Because we can't do what God wants to do in this hour if we're walking in fear. And it's the perfect love of the Father that casts out our fear. And this is a season where, where God is like drawing us Near. Now, I just want to say that we don't look at this season the same way the world looks at the season. We have a different grid. I think it's important, a couple weeks ago, I, I spoke on this idea that, that we are not of this world. We are ambassadors of His world. We are actually citizens of His kingdom. And while this world is being shaken right now, the kingdom of God does not shake. Yeah. There is no shaking in heaven. And so we're lined up as ambassadors of citizens of the kingdom of God. We have to get in alignment right now with our hearts, our thinking, our emotions, with his authority, his thoughts, and what he's saying right now. Because in this place, we become calm, we have hope, we have peace, and we actually are to bring that to our world right now. In the world that he dwells in, that where hearts are anchored in, there are no storms, there are no viruses. And I think it's important for us that the Lord is saying, this is a fresh 
opportunity for the church to reprioritize what we're about and what we're doing. It's actually an opportune time. I, I, I know the enemy means it for bad, but like we just were singing, God is turning this for good. And what he's doing is like, he's realigning our affections from this world to his world. That's right. You know, a couple weeks ago, I talked about, let's step into a time of prayer and fasting. And Mariah had a dream about a baby being dropped off at her house. She has a, a, a friend who has a, a baby who's named Wild Hope. And uh, she was to keep this baby for three weeks. And this is the same time, like, I'm saying, Lord, I feel like you're calling us for a three-week fast. And she shared that dream with me. And I said, that is confirmation. The Lord is calling us into a three-week of, like, setting aside pleasures of this life to re-engage or more intensify our connection with the unseen realm. Because the Bible says, believers, we don't look at the, this world, which is temporal, we fix our eyes in the unseen realm. So the Lord is actually opening door for us to do this right now. Um, actually, I got to share something. I haven't. I've shared with a couple of people here, but I didn't with the congregation. Um, I'm I'm asking the Lord for the grace to fast and fix my eyes on Jesus and just get close, spend intensive time with the Lord, awaken fresh appetite for the spiritual realm, for God, His Word, His voice. In the meantime, I know that March Madness is coming. That's something I really like. I really enjoy college basketball, and this is the end of the season tournament, or it was. It got canceled. But in the meantime, I'm like, I'm praying, God, help me to know how to stay engaged with you and not distracted by college basketball. And, uh, and so I'm praying that, you know, Lord, I need the grace. I need the grace just to, like, stay focused and and uh, Lord, how much can of the tournament can I watch? And he took care of all that. <laughs> he like he took care of all of that. He heard my prayers. <laughs> and uh, sorry for that. Uh, actually, this is what God is going to use this season for. It's not Him doing it. I just think it's important that you we clarify. Yeah. Jesus is not the one who sent the virus. Yeah. His pattern since the work of the cross was on earth as it is in heaven. There is no viruses in heaven. Yeah. And so his desire is to bring the revelation of his goodness and his power to displace powers of darkness. Disease yeah. comes from the other side, the bad side. It's that simple. Disease bad, God good. And so it's really, really important that we get settled in this idea. This is not the wrath of God. Yeah. This is the plan of the enemy to stop something on the earth. And actually, God just says it all the time. He turns what the enemy in for bad, and he turns it for good. I just want to remind you of John 10.10. 10. Jesus came to like set a new standard on the earth when he came. And he said, the thief is the one that comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But I came that you might have life, and that you might have it abundantly. And I think it's really important for you right now to know that the plan of God is not disease for you, but abundant life. And that's what this song actually uh, describes to us, is how to step in to abundant life through faith. He's refining our priorities right now. He's refining our focus. And uh, one of the things he's doing, and I, if you'll let him do this, is he's, he's mitigating or what would I say? He's eliminating worldliness from the church. Hmm. 
I think in some ways I've been too quick to, to challenge the church to step up and declare death to the coronavirus. Before I've said, have you come to a place of repentance over worldliness? You see, what's happening right now in your heart, my heart, our hearts, is the things that we have uh, got love, love with and love with has been stripped away from us. Mm. All the activities, all the races, all the sports, all the entertainment, even hatch your past closed down. It's all saying, stop it already. Come to me and let me become your first love. First John 2 says, do not love the world, nor the things of the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in them. And this is like, this is what he's doing right now. Will you let him do it? Repentance is such a gift that actually is the road, the doorway into the presence of the Father. And right now, allow, instead of complaining about there not being sports or complaining about what's been taken away from you, or maybe you had a vacation plan, instead of complaining, give thanks that God wants to use that to realign your heart with the presence of God as a child of God and receive the love of the Father. And maybe you're here and you're watching and you don't know what that's like. I mean, maybe you've prayed the prayer and you have the right theology, but you haven't encountered the fresh love of the Father. And I'm inviting you today, just like receive Jesus Christ as the, as the expression of God's love towards you. There is no greater love that a man would lay down his life for his friends. And this is, this is the season of the harvest. This is the season of a lot of people getting shaken so that they will grasp hold of the truth that God loves them. And Jesus paid the price for their sins. It's not right theology only. It's an experience that God wants to draw you into. The expressed love, the presence of God, the shadow of the Almighty, El Shaddai. And so I invite you, even today, like take that step of faith, receive Jesus Christ, and become part of the fearless church that God's calling us into. A fresh relationship. I want to make the statement, abiding in his love actually repels affliction and disease. Look at this verse 3. For it is he who delivers you from the snare of the trapper. Can I suggest to you that this coronavirus is being used by the enemy to cause the trap to be fear? I think 90% of what's going on is about fear. More, even more than the virus. And the downturn of our economy, again, it's like, don't put your hope in, in your retirement. Don't put your hope in your bank account. He's, he's saying, listen, guys, put your hope in God. This is what the song is saying. I am declaring out loud, my trust is in God. And this is what he's doing. He's doing something really powerful in the church right now. And he's going to set us free from worldliness, from having hearts anchored in the things of this life and get it anchored into that which never ends, the eternal. I want you to read this uh, verses 4 through 6 in the Passion Version. Holy Spirit, wrap your arms around your people right now. His massive arms are wrapped around you, protecting you. You can run under his covering of majesty and you can hide here. His arms of faithfulness are a shield, keeping you from harm. You will never worry about an attack of demonic forces at night. If you're being 
tormented by dreams at night, I cancel them right now. No more bad dreams at night in Jesus' name. You will not have the spirit of fear of darkness coming against you. Don't fear a thing. Somebody say no fear. No, no fear. fear. Say no fear again at home. Say no, no fear. fear. Whether by night or by day, demonic danger will not trouble you, nor will the powers of evil launch against you. Verse 9 and 10. For you, this is your choice, have made the Lord your refuge, even the Most High, your dwelling place. No evil will befall you. What a, what a promise. Nor will any plague come near your tent. Verse 13. And you will tread upon the lion and cobra, the young lion and the serpent, you will trample down. This is the plan of God. This is really important for you. The Lord is calling you into the secret place to get real comfortable with who you are in Christ. Yeah. Who you are in God. He's yeah. wanting to release you in, with, with the armor of God to step into the things of this earth and declare the will of God on yeah. earth. That no weapon formed against you shall prosper. And this is the vic place of Victoria, but it comes from abiding in the intimate place with the Lord. Where you hear his voice, you're confident in who you are, you're confident in who he is, and you feel this peace, but you feel this, this warlike spirit going coming on inside. Mm -hmm. And you get indignant against the powers of darkness, and you begin decreeing a matter and saying to Alaska, we declare coronavirus, get your hands off. I think the devil right now is like. Oh no, devil's saying, thinking, I did it again. He's going to turn this for his benefit. I have just conditioned the planet for another move of God. That's exactly what's happening. I did it again. Bummer, devil says. This last week, I sent out a letter from my core letter. I think it was on Wednesday, actually, uh, with some with some declarations and uh and actually, I'm going to send it out again this afternoon. But just some declarations. And the Morris family took it seriously. There's seven of them. I like that number. In the Bible, that means completion. There's seven of them. And they were coming in agreement with the declarations I made. And they took a video of it and sent it to me. If we had the video, next week we hope to be able to have video on here and things like that. We can show you the words. We're going to be working on that, hopefully. Um, but anyway, this is what they decreed. If you can imagine around Morris's are watching right now. If you can imagine the Morris family uh, around their table and the ages, I don't know how old Zeke is. Zeke must be about nine. Mm -hmm. he's, he's the youngest. I think Zeke is nine and all the way up to Keenan is about 19. And, uh, and they make these declarations with mom and dad. And this is what they recorded because this is what I sent them. We declare the healing power of Jesus' name over our land. They all declare it. We command in Jesus' name, the coronavirus must leave Alaska. Yeah. I just love this. I mean, these kids like warfare right here. We decree the provision of God over every person, every family. We speak to the spirit of fear to shut up and sit down in the name of Jesus Christ. We declare the expansion of the kingdom of God in Alaska as it is in heaven. We agree with heaven that none perish in Alaska, but all come to repentance. Anybody say amen. amen. We are decreeing that not one person die in Alaska 
from the COVID-19, the coronavirus, not one. Let's just agree for that. Let's just agree for not one person died in Alaska in the name of Jesus. And then they decreed that this great land of Alaska is under the authority of Jesus Christ. And while we're at it, we decree that America is under the authority of Jesus Christ. So here's what's happening. In this season, the Lord is inviting the church into a place of intimacy. He's taken away the distractions. He just said, come to me. Come abide in my presence. Come get in the word. Let's talk. Let me tell you who you are. Let me tell you who I am. And this confidence builds in us. We become, our worldliness like gets stripped from us. Our hearts get anchored in his heart and his purposes. And from that place, we begin bringing the revelation of the kingdom with authority. This is what he's doing in this hour. And so here's some practical things I want to give you. Get in the word. Get in the word. Families, I'm going to invite you to go two places. And they're both overcoming places. One is Joshua. Where Joshua is taking the people into the promised land. In verse 8, you guys are very familiar. Verse 8 and 9. Verse 9 says, Have I not commanded you to be strong and courageous? Yeah. Do not tremble or be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. And actually it's Joshua bringing the revelation of God's kingdom into the land. Into the promised land. And the Lord is going to commission us to do the same thing. And then the book of John. And I love John because he understands what it means to feel like I'm his favorite. I'm his beloved one. And I just want everybody in our church family like to come out of this time feeling that sense of confidence. I am the favorite, beloved son, child, daughter of God. So we're going to be in the Joshua and John. Just do that in your families. Take time. Spend time. Dive. Go deep. Get close to Jesus. I want you to download this software in your home. Jesus is the antivirus software. <laughs> he is. Okay. Get close. Get close. I want you uh, to pray together. Um, pray for President Trump. Um, pray for Vice President Pence right now. Um, they're in a very difficult place, and there's a lot of people with the political spirit that aren't going to let them do anything right. Make sure that they come against them, and it's just it's just wrong right now. In this crisis, it's wrong. Whether you like Trump or not is not the issue. He's the president of the United States of America. And we've been commissioned, my Lord, to pray for him. Pray for him. Pray for the vice president, for wisdom. Pray for Governor Dunleavy. As a family, as individuals, pray for these leaders. They need wisdom from above. Pray for Sean Parnell. Just wonderful. He's one of our brothers here at Northgate. And we just bless you, Sean, if you're watching this or you watch it later. Because he stepped in to volunteer as part of the crisis management team. Him and, and Nick Begich are coming together with a couple others, and they're looking at how do we uh, stabilize the economy in Alaska. And uh, just thank you for volunteering for us. Let's pray for that team as well. Um, secondly, play games together. This is an opportunity for us to become family. And, uh, and so I encourage you, dads, moms, Young people, get together, just play together, have fun, reestablish some stuff that you've let go with the business of life. Look to be generous. On one of our sisters here, Aggie, we, on Facebook, she posted three three sacks that she was taking to her neighbors, and uh, she she had uh, a to roll of toilet paper in there. Bless her heart. Generous. Um, 
and she had uh, moose stew and uh, cheesecake, homemade cheesecake. And she was putting some other things in these sacks and taking them to her neighbors. By the way, the next fast I call is going to be no vegetables, moose stew, and cheesecake. Praise the Lord. I'm really getting tired, but yeah. Anyway, anyway, look for ways to reach out. Look for ways to be generous. Don't hoard right now. Your father has more than enough for you. Don't hoard. Be generous. Actually, you open up heaven when you choose to be generous over your lives. Um, And then, and just agree that as a family, I just invite you to do something. If if you are a family, sit down. And actually write out how your family's gonna gonna handle this time. Make some declarations over your home. Come up with some family rules that, that you all agree with. And just so that there's peace in the home, there's harmony in the home. There, if we end up having to do this thing for a while where we can't, we're not supposed to be moving around, um, we're gonna need just harmony in the home. Anybody mm-hmm. agree with that? And, uh, and so I just invite you to do those things, practical things, be in the Word, pray for our leaders, pray for one another, pray for the church at Northgate. When the Lord puts somebody in your heart, text them, how are you doing? Email them, how are you doing? Call them on the phone, how are you doing? Thinking about you, praying for you, stay engaged with the family, look to be generous. And, and then last thing we're going to do, and we're going to do it together, is we're going to take communion. All right? So if you got your communion, we're going to grab ours. What communion uh, says to us today are a lot of things. But the one thing that I really want to emphasize is Romans 8.31 says, God is for you. Since God is for us, who can be against us? Since El Shaddai, the Almighty One, overshadows us, what can steal from us? And that's just what I want us to declare together. It says in Romans 8, he says, He who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how will we not also with him freely give us all things? So we're just going to come together and agree with some things. And we thank you, Lord, for the, the broken body of the Lord Jesus. And because he was broken, we are made whole. And I want you to declare over your body and over your family right now, by his stripes, go ahead, by his stripes, I am whole. By his stripes, I am healed. By his stripes, my family is protected. Just take a moment and declare that over your family, over your friends, over yourself. Let's just take a moment. The Lord Jesus was broken so I can be made whole. He was rejected so I can be accepted. He became poor that I may become rich in heaven. He was despised so that I can be celebrated. Lord, we just declare the healing grace of Jesus over the church family, over Alaska, over our family, over us. Let's, let's remember the book of Cross the Road.
you know, the blood is so so precious to me because it it, it says something that I just I so want everybody to get. It says, "I am purchased by the blood of the Lamb," which says, "I am worthy of the sacrifice." It's something I don't think the church has taught very well as a whole. That He deemed us worthy of His Son's death. He wanted to have a relationship with you so deeply, so sacrificially, so completely that the blood says you're purchased by the blood of the Lamb. He declared you worthy of his love and his sacrifice. The life of his son is how much he paid, that you might be his. So every thought that comes against that, we cancel right now in Jesus' name. And I declare the grace for fresh understanding of the identity of sons and daughters of God. Thank you, Lord. You are forgiven is what the blood says. I am forgiven. Lord, in this place right now, over the Northgate family and everybody watching, over the church, God, thank you that you forgive us for worldliness, that we've been set free for making world endeavors more important than our walk with you and our surrender to you. It's the blood that cleanses us and washes us. Somebody say hallelujah for that. Yeah. <laughs> cleanses us and washes us and makes us new and reestablishes fresh connection with the Father who's crazy about us and His Son who paid the price for us and wants to fellowship with us and fills us up with the Holy Spirit that makes us powerful in the name of Jesus. God, thank you for the blood. Let's remember together. It's okay to get crazy and dance in your living room, by the way. We can go back into worship. <coughs> Stay with us as long as you want. We'll probably go past the hour we're planning, uh, but we're just going to have a good time continuing to exalt Jesus. Hey, we're going to stay connected. If you're not on my core email list, just uh, text me or email me, Dennis at NorthgateAlaska.com. I'd love to get you on it. I, right now I'm sending out an encouraging email every day. I think we're going to have other things happening during the week where we're communicating with you, with parents. Courtney's going to be communicating for kids' sake. Uh, we use other ideas of a Bible study we're going to start doing. So we're going to engage with you online. So uh, look for these things, all right? God bless you and the worship team. Let's go back into praising the Lord.